Hey, so I met one of the girls who's taking my stand-up class that's starting on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And she is a 65-year-old bigoted Christian clown. Like, ironically? Or? She is a professional clown. Uh, <laughs> the bigoted part I found out later when she asked me to help Megan and I to walk her to her car uh, because her husband told her there were homosexuals in the area. I mean, oh boy. Violent homosexuals in the area? At least get your stereotypes right. <laughs> the homo- <laughs> they, they will talk mad shit on your shoes. <laughs> and no shit, she was wearing clown shoes the whole night. Oh. What? So oh, they really would have talked shit on Honey, shoes. you can't pull that off. Oh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, after she asked us to walk her to her car, that's when she revealed that she didn't know where her car was. So it took 40 minutes of walking around in submarine circles before we finally found it. Yeah, I get the sense that Ezra would, like, fall in love with this person. Like, <laughs> I'd have to, like, wander around with her in submarine circles looking for the right, you know, group of people for her to discriminate against. You know, it's like, <laughs> was it the Muslims? Is this it, ma'am? No, no, they're fine. They're fine. <laughs> Good morning, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. This is episode number 64. We have now done as many episodes as there are condones in a in the RNA condone table, which sounds pretty arbitrary if you ask me. Uh, we are the podcast about bad books, movies, and television. Today we are talking about The Short Second Life of Brie Tanner, colon, a Twilight novella by Miss Stephanie Meyer. This book started its life apparently as a writing exercise by Meyer to better understand her characters from Twilight. Uh, so instead of doing a show today, we're just going to release our notes. <laughs> if for some stupid reason you want to partake in this travesty, you can get it for free by going to audiblepodcast.com slash weep. Sign up for a free book a month trial subscription and they will give you a free audiobook to test the service. And then they will also give us the power to continue making the show uh, and making it free to you. Alright, it's time to introduce to you to today's panel. First up, he's got a Hispanic accent, you know, because he's from the dregs of society. Reporting live from Frankfurt, Germany, oh, it's Ezra. You know, it shouldn't be creepy at all that I'm 18 and you're 15 and we're really close friends. Yeah, your secret ninja club kisses. <laughs> yeah, I'm not... I, I'm totally cool and popular, and that's why I'm hanging out with a 15-year-old girl. Yeah, and, uh, and they have a secret handshake, which apparently is mouth-to-mouth contact. Yeah. That's not, that's not creepy. Also joining us today, he's got the power of invisibility. Well... I mean, actually, just so much the power of being gross, and so no one wants to look at him. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Chris. Don't pay attention to me. I'll make you puke. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what you said. I think it's how you said it that I enjoy so much. Oh. <laughs> Such a cute way to tell me you're gonna th- we're going to throw up to look at you. Uh, also, we have a very special guest today. She is pretty smart for a vampire, uh, but still stupid for anything else. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> please welcome Sarah back to the program. Me to think. <sighs> <No>. <laughs> Hide behind the guy so you're puking while we're puking while you're thinking. <laughs> and of course, I'm your host. I'm lying to my army to impress my lover who is lying to me to avenge hers. I think. Uh, my name is Alex. Hey, Alex. Hey, Alex. Hey, guys. You can beat them. 
But let's find out what, what Chris thinks the book was about by having him summarize, as usual. Chris, I'm going to have I'm gonna give you 60 seconds to summarize in the style of a breathy teenage actress performing on an audiobook. <laughs> What's the name of this book again? Second <laughs> <laughs> Life of Bree Tanner. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know if there was like a subheading, like uh, you know, bitten. The short segment. Okay. <laughs> no, no, the novella. Okay, a Twilight novella is the subtitle. Um, yeah. Okay. Anyway, go. The short second life of Bree Tanner, an eclipse novella, read to you by somebody, <laughs> follows the story of Bree Tanner, who was killed at the end of Eclipse by the Volturi, even though she sh- surrendered at the end of the battle. This follows the few weeks or so before the battle and lets her discover that she doesn't die in sunlight and being a vampire kind of sucks and uh-huh. everyone is really dumb. Hmm. Other poignant points include... No, I'm, 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 I'm done. <laughs> Uh, nice head fake in there, Chris. I like that. <laughs> All right. Well, so that, that I think that pretty thoroughly covers it. Let's let's do some compliments so that this show feels fair. Let's uh, start and end with a compliment. We call it the compliment sandwich. Sarah, as the guest, you always have the right to go first or last in the compliment round. What do you prefer? I would like to go first today because I know that someone will steal this compliment. Okay. Bring it on. <laughs> Well, obviously, the best thing about this book is that the protagonist is not Bella. <laughs> oh! I am only somewhat convinced. Yeah, it's, it's true. <laughs> I mean, Stephanie Meyer has essentially her types. You know, you have, like, a shadow of Bella and a slightly creepier shadow of Edward. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I thought that, like... I don't know. It was kind of refreshing to have someone who is like still dumb, but more of an asshole dumb than <laughs> a really frail dumb. So it was a change of pace, at least. She seemed a little less frail, and then until she got went to battle and just cowered in the corner with her eyes closed until she was murdered. Yeah, that part. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> Ezra, what do you have? Um, there there were a couple lines where um. Bree said exactly what I was thinking also. So when she first meets uh, Bella, um, Bree says, Who was this girl? Why did the vampires allow her to be with them? Why hadn't they killed her yet? Still (laughs) very good questions. Um, (laughs) Great moments in meta dialogue. (laughs) I think this showed a little bit where Stephanie Meyer might be coming from. She was like, you know, I probably should have killed off Bella by now. This is my bad. I wish I believed that Stephanie Meyer heard that, but... I think it's a subconscious thing. She deep down inside, she knows that this needs to happen. One of these days, she's gonna make a mistake and like have a typo and accidentally kill off Bella. I know it'll happen. <laughs> the slip of a pen. Yeah. <laughs> was that? That was Bella falling off a typo and dying. <laughs> she's so clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. What's your comp- minor compliment? Major compliment. Major. 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 What's your comment, um, Majora? I, even though this was discussed in Eclipse, um, I really like that vampires can pop off their limbs. Um, I, <laughs> and then I really like that and stick them back on. 
Yeah, and stick them back on. Uh, it's lick them, stick them. <laughs> <laughs> Just like postage stamps. And yeah. so uh, vampires, you know, like you can tear off an arm and they'll still survive. And the way they, they get it back on is they like lick it first and then they just stick it to themselves and apparently it heals. It hurts a little bit. But it I like to hard. think of it as like an S&M Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would be great is like, you know, you rip off both their arms and you put them on backwards. Like... <laughs> You know, or you rip off the feet and you punch somebody in the stomach and you put both feet onto the stomach so that way they have to, like, walk around on their belly. Like, there are a lot of great options. Can we get someone made entirely out of feet? Like, like we switch them? So we take, like, the arms off and put on someone else's feet? Yeah, basically I just want to be Sid in Toy Story with these people. With these vampires. Totally healthy. (laughs) All right, uh, my, my major compliment... When they take over the ship and eat everybody on board, Brie says that she ate way past the point of satiation just because uh, she liked the taste. And I I don't do that with blood, but I do do that with pizza. <laughs> and so I think I might be a pizza vampire. <laughs> Can I give you some stats? Because I, I did some math on this. I, I was really curious because like she, she ate several whole people. Um, no, 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 no. Several whole people's worth of blood. Right, 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 right. Okay, so, you know, not not the fatty parts, but blood, okay? There are 10 pints of blood on average in people, okay? Which okay. is 1.25 uh, gallons worth of blood, mm-hmm. um, which is about 4,000 calories worth of blood. <laughs> well, they so, run really fast. I mean... Yeah, like, they must have really high metabolisms to be able not to become, like, all paunchy from, like, 8,000 calories of blood with two people. Well, think of the liquid displacement alone, right? You <laughs> drink, like, two to four people. You're already talking about two and a half to five gallons of liquid extra. Five gallons I mean, of liquid is 40 pounds, all right? So, like, that's a huge weight gain right there. That's a lot of water weight. You know what? Now that you say that, I have never eaten 40 pounds worth of pizza, so no. I'm not a vampire. Thank God. <laughs> Over the course of a few years, maybe, but yeah, never in a weekend. Yeah, that's that's. that's but I guess, like relatively speaking, I eat a few thousand calories more than I should when there's a pizza in front of me. <laughs> Especially, I was just imagining if I was left alone on a boat with pizza, and there was no one else there to stop me from eating all of the pizza. But first, you killed the pizza radio so they couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't, they couldn't <laughs> call Domino's to come save them for the you, pizza like, coast guard. Smell like a napkin with a pizza grease on it, and like it just made you go crazy. Yeah, (laughs) I smell it. It's here. You're hunting this priest. How could you not eat it? (laughs) It's the most savory pizza in the world. They keep a pet pizza around. You run into a group of people that just keep a pizza around. (laughs) (laughs) One of them wants to marry the pizza. Swing a full time round. I never knew the cold handle danger till I met this one and took it inside. Let's go into the hate segment since uh, our compliments went so well. Let's see <laughs> how it is when we say how we really feel. The hate's just like compliments, except the opposite. Anybody can go whenever you want. Let it rip. Oh, oh God. Okay. So, first up, the sex. The sex? The sex. Um, so Stephanie Meyer gives us a um, a very much more, at least, uh, tangible or audible description of what vampire sex is like, and it's a faint <laughs> brushing noise because everybody's dry. 
and nobody produces saliva <laughs> or or any other moisture. To clarify, I'm pretty sure they were just making out. Well, yeah, I know. No, no, let him finish, on. Alex. Let him finish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it, it makes me feel so much worse for Alice. <laughs> like, but, they have venom lube. That, that could count for something. Yeah, exactly. I was no, just about to say no. they produce venom. No, because yeah. then if they if they licked it, then it would then it would stick. stick. Ah! <laughs> That's the opposite of lube, Chris. That's glue. Lube. <laughs> lube. <laughs> and also, he kisses her twice, very unsexily, with his eyes open, staring at her. Yeah, which is a bad move, no matter whether you're human or not. No, I like it like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> just really intense, what? just like breathing heavily, like. <gasps> And just, like, staring, staring right at the guy. Really dry, <laughs> really firm, staring directly into the other's clunk, eyes. Clink, clink, clink. <laughs> yeah, I like to think that they're made of cast iron, that it's just right. clank, clank. <laughs> like, Iron Giant style. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I think my ma- majorist hate is uh, they insist that they only kill the dregs of society. And basically what that means is sex workers. And sex workers are to be respected and and treated well, I believe. Yeah, but abusive pimps are okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, they should have just taken out the pimp, really. I mean, amateur mistake to get both of the ladies too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think you're attacking the victim in that case. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't (laughs) think a pimp counts as a sex worker so much as a. Well, I don't know what industry is. Sex executive? Sex management? An executive. Sex executive. Yeah, I think it's one of those, uh, you know, teach a man to fish moments where uh, if you just kill the pimp. In what way, Chris? Teach a man to pimp and he'll live for a lifetime. Give a man a pimp and he'll get beaten up once. Yeah, teach a man to pimp and he'll have a cane. And wear a funny hat, yeah. So, you guys have a handle on Diego, the crush of, of Bree, slash mentor, slash, you know, Latino gangbanger? Hot Latino gangbanger. Yeah. It's your Russian accent, Alex. Yeah. What? <laughs> no. Well, interestingly no. enough, you know, the narrator has a Russian accent while speaking as Diego, so it really Actually, it was fun, because I, I, it got stronger as the book went on, so I, it was like she was, like, slowly adapting me to noticing there was an accent. Was, <laughs> the first few chapters, I'm sure he had nothing, and then eventually he started to get it. <laughs> it's like Leo DiCaprio in Blood Diamond. <laughs> Man, we are all about burning celebrities today. Yeah. Literally burning celebrities. Was <laughs> oh, that the Audible guy? Yeah, yeah, what's he doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll come back later. <laughs> <laughs> so she wrote another book where the main character spends the climactic battle. Mostly unconscious. Ah, <laughs> uh, right? closing her I mean, eyes. Yeah. Closing How the eyes. fuck? Closing like, her I... eyes and having another character put his hands really ineffectually over her ears. Yeah. So she doesn't get to know anything that's going on except through like through like mumbling. Oh, this pissed me off. Um. So you know, the whole point for me of this book was like, yeah, you get to you know get to hear firsthand what it feels like to be a vampire and how it feels to be a superhero, and like they're gonna have this huge battle and they're gonna be like, oh, I'm scared, I'm being torn apart by wolves, and like you know, <laughs> they, they almost come back, they almost like hurt a wolf or something like that, and then you know somebody's arm gets ripped off. There was none of that. 
she got to the battle a little too late. And then didn't want to fight, so she didn't And then anything. didn't want to fight. She really did not want to describe this battle, and she, like, dodged it twice. I think all three books now have, en- or all four books of hers that we've read so far, have had a climactic battle that has been completely undescribed that the main character has been mostly unconscious for. Yep. I mean, if, if we notice anything about uh, Bella and Edward's relationship, we should know that Stephanie Meyer's strong point is by no means climax, so... <laughs> oh. That's right, I climax went there. this next segment let's have a discussion about this and at one point in the book the uh vampires are having a discussion about which which uh superheroes would be the best vampires right mm-hmm. so what we would what i think we should do is we should talk about what which of these vampires would make the best superheroes oh so yes. the example that they give in the book is like you know uh hulk would be a good vampire because he's really strong. Or Spider-Man would be a good vampire because he can climb on walls and can, like, you know, swing about and shit. Okay, which is just such a dumb conversation because which superheroes would make shitty vampires? I mean, Aquaman can swim to his uh, Volkswagen cave, so that would be good. And I mean, even bad superheroes would be fine vampires. Well, Professor yeah. X couldn't really run around, you know. He could if he was a vampire, but it would probably, yeah. you know... Or he could just pop off someone else's legs and lick him and stick him on. <laughs> yeah, stick him on and then run. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. here's the thing. Any superhero that sucks could just lick another superhero, stick it onto himself, and be, like, awesome, you know? So the two, all of a sudden, yeah. Cyclops has Wolverine hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Batman would make... Okay, oh, so, oh, never mind. So Batman yeah. would make a perfect make... vampire because he would turn into a bat and fly away. No, indeed, but we're supposed to be doing the opposite, right? right, right yeah. Giving so the that's, example. Their, that's their stupid game. So what we're going to do is we're going <laughs> to we're going to go the other direction. So what would Twilight characters be superhero like? Hmm. Well, some of them are already. Uh, uh but out of out of like the other ones? Um I yeah, mean, so I think like, Charlie about... would be be beer drinking man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty good. I'd love to see superhero Charlie. Keep the mustache, which is uncommon among superheroes. I think yeah. his mustache would actually be his, one of his main like sources of power. I there guess. would be yeah, there would be a superpower that comes from the mustache. Like the mustache would like twitch and things would happen. Just things. Indiscriminate things would happen. He, he can't predict it, but you know. Well, I okay, whatever. I, I do. Do I need to make up the superpower? He would twitch his mustache, and people would turn into furniture. <laughs> <laughs> and he, then he'd put on them crack open a rainier tall boy. Yeah, and hang <laughs> out. It's a Saturday. Yeah. He'd probably but it was... make people turn into rainier tall boys. <laughs> drinks, drinks villains. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I just like to see superhero Mike Newton. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he would try to do good, and good things would maybe happen, but they would never be directly because of him, and he would never get any credit for them. And he would oh. always be kind of annoying. Oh, you know what? Um, he could be like Casey Jones from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because he could leverage his position as a sales associate at a sporting goods store. He could carry around <laughs> the bag, like the cricket bat and like the hockey stick. You could put on a mask and start avenging shit. And that'd yeah. be right. 
How about I mean, that? obviously, Bellow, Bellow Superhero is something we're going to find out more about in the next book, but uh, Clumsy Girl might be a really fun superhero character. Yeah. Like, she, anything she tries to do, she'll screw up and fall over and knock you over <laughs> and prevent you from doing evil. Yeah, it'd be like an indie, like, Ghost World type comic where nobody really has superpowers so much as just people suck at life. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, and then also, like, nobody else's superpowers work on her. So she's just, like, she's the blank slate. That's her character. It's like uh, supervillains try to do these terrible things to her and it just bounces off because she's too lifeless. Her costume is just a gray sheet over her head. I, her her costume is a rubber band, and everyone else is glue. <laughs> <laughs> I want uh, I want Jessica as a superhero. I think she'd just be able to like, I don't know. Uh, Talks even faster. Yeah. Oh, she would be Banshee from X Men. <laughs> what her does Banshee so- do? Her, uh, he's a, he's an Irish superhero who uses the power of his sonic scream. To fly around <laughs> and yell at people. <laughs> so, as I was poking through your uh, your wedding site, yeah, uh, from from before your wedding, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wanted you to share with our listeners. It seems very relevant. So I wanted you to talk a little bit about how you met your wife. You know, it was just, uh, it was actually kind of great. She was just sitting on the park bench listening to an MP3 player. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. That's that's really great. And I was like, hey, do you mind? Can I kind of listen to what you're listening to? She's like, oh, it's not music. I'm like, well, wait, what is it? She's like, it's this great new Kurt Vonnegut book that I, that I really like. And I'm like, what you're listening to a book on an mp3 player you're not using your your eyes to to read a book and um she's like no you gotta you gotta try this and we both listened to um yeah to to time quake and it was just the most magical meeting ever i would say we walked around uh with me with one earbud her with the other earbud uh really really close and uh it was you know we just fell in love over that that's really it's really touching um I mean, obviously, what some some of the listeners are going to be concerned about is ear herpes. You know, I I was actually worried about that too to begin with, but um, she said that she was clean, and I said that I was clean, so I, I just you know I was fine, I was fine. Oh, okay. So you the, you did leave out that part of the story where you just asked her if she had ear herpes before you put her earbud in. Well, I mean, you you guys, you have to ask. I'm just gonna say this right. now. You have to ask, okay? <laughs> and get checked also. Get tested, by the way. Yes, absolutely. Um, also, the other thing I guess that's kind of interesting about the story to me is how uh, the kind of woman that she is, that she would just let you listen to her iPod right away. What are you trying to say? That's that's my wife there. What, what are you insinuating, Alex? Uh, it seems like she might be... Man, I mean, I don't, I don't want to... I don't know the right word to use. Because uh, it's not like it was... It, I mean, it, it, she, she sounds easy. Oh, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Find your soulmate one ear herpy at a time. Audiblepodcast.com <laughs> slash week. <laughs>
Cool. Uh, so we're going to go in reverse order, which means I have to go first, I guess. So my minor compliment is that Nubella is a uh, is a super reader. At one point, they rob a big box bookstore. <laughs> <laughs> she goes in and she just grabs like the first 30 books in the H section because that's how far she's read in the last three weeks. And then she's going to go home and read all of them because she's a super reader. And I like this because it proves my point that Edward can't possibly find Bella interesting. <laughs> He's been around 100 years. The dude has read every book ever written. He knows, he deep down inside, he knows there are better things in the world than idiot Bella. And that's what I've always thought. So this proves my point, I think. Very good. Yeah. Uh, although at the same time, uh, uh, Diego steals a bunch of music instead of books. So you don't have to be educated if you've been around for a while, but Edward probably is. Yeah, especially if you're Latino. Yeah, he was just stealing a bunch of salsa records. Indeed. <laughs> See, I did Russian again. What the fuck, Alex? <laughs> I have one accent. It just so happened that it's the same one that Tommy Wiseau has. <laughs> Lucky. Anyway, uh, continuing backwards, that makes it... Uh, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Um, this, uh, this book gave me a really helpful tip. Um, I don't know about you, but a lot of times I wonder... Where can I store my dead uh, pimps and hookers? <laughs> <laughs> like, they're they don't have any blood in them. They're laced with flammable right. venom. But where can I put them where they're not a risk to anyone? There's Under got to a be a better way. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> yes. Where? Where? Under a rock. That's where. So, Under a rock at the bottom of the sea. Yeah. The great thing is, though, if there's like... um. I don't know, if something like Mercury or something that brings the, the pimps and hoes back to life um, and they aren't like up on current events, they'll be able to say, like, you know, I've been living under a rock, that's why I don't know this thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, did I really? You triggered the joke alarm. God damn it. With that sound, that means that it, Ezra has triggered a 60-second no-judgment joke-off. We're going to joke off all over each other for 60 seconds and... Uh, <laughs> the subject... Dead, dead hookers. Mm. Dead uh, you have 60 seconds on the clock. Go. Um, you gotta be careful when you're handling uh, dead ho- dead hookers um, to wear like you know like latex gloves because you know it's really important to use for protection. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, you never want to expose your dead hookers to magic because they'll just turn another trick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Now, I a lot of people like to take uh, dead hookers' bodies and um, bury them in gardens and use that to fertilize, but then the problem is they always get stuck on the hose. <laughs> no! At one point, uh, with the dead hooker uh, in the ocean, um, a dolphin came up to it, and I didn't know what it was doing, but it was trying to uh, flip her. <laughs> <laughs> now, their crabs have company? <laughs> <laughs> joke alarm. Alright, continuing backwards. Chris, it's your turn. What's your compliment for us? This book taught me a little bit about Asia. Uh, <laughs> How much? Just a very little bit. Um, Brie at one point uh, describes the vampires throwing rocks at each other uh, like Chin- like ninjas using Chinese stars. <laughs> and, uh, ninjas, uh, primarily I understand, are Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I looked it up, and there are such things as Chinese throwing stars, and I thought they were strictly a Japanese thing. So, wow. you know, 
and Asian throwing weapons. Love it. <laughs> you, well, good for Stephanie for teaching you that and opening up your world. Uh, lastly, but not leastly, Sarah, what is your minor compliment, Lee? I liked hearing that vampires can gross people out. <laughs> I thought that was really nice after, like, you know, because even even vampires like I don't know Jane and stuff that we've that we've met before who have powers of hurting people. No one mm-hmm. has just been like icky. So <laughs> finally, there's one vampire that just even if he's really good looking is just totally vomit inducing. Right. Even though he's hot. Yeah, even though he's hot. But right. even though he's hot. It's so hot he hurts your stomach. Yeah. Oh, he like he makes you lose weight. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> he's really, the perfect really like, boyfriend. Yeah. It's he's the opposite of eating vampire. a lot of bodies. Yeah. Oh. He'll help you slim down after those four thousand calorie meals. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you looked that up. You're a disgusting human being. I can't believe I found it so easily. <laughs> <laughs> But flesh and blood needs flesh and blood, and you're the one I need. Flesh and blood needs flesh and blood, and you're the one I need. I leaned against the bar. Okay, now it is time for my absolute uh, favorite segment. It's time for the mailbag segment. This week, we have a very special mailbag feature, as posted on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash weep. Well, Chris... Why don't you read this? Jillian writes, It would completely make my day if you guys made up a Sarah Palin-style name for me to use to name my kid. Otherwise, she will be Alien Baby. All right, so this is, you know, when you've made it, when a listener allows you to name her child. And I especially like this because Jillian is not only allowing us to name her baby, but she's also blackmailing us. That if we don't name her child, she will call it Alien Baby. Yeah, which is a very easy way to get bullied. Yes. Oh yeah, you'll get your you'll get your shit kicked in uh in in elementary school if your name is Alien Baby. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Alien how, Baby how, Jones. How will you grow into that name? Also, right? Like you're like 50 year old, but your name's still Baby. That's weird. So. Well, yeah, it's sort of like when Joey's become Josephs later in their life. Like you'll oh, you'll like be like Babesif. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I I go by Baby Ander now. <laughs> Babeford. That's my name. My full name, Alien Babeford. Um, so clearly, what Jillian's referring to here is uh, during uh, in episode uh, number twenty-two when we were reading Sarah Palin's book, we uh, we noticed that there was a pattern in Sarah Palin's naming of her children, where she first the first name was something you could have sex on. The second thing was a vague political ideology. And the third thing was a facet of religious life that she enjoys, um, which had to do with something like Piper, Patriot Grace, or something like that. And uh, So it could be something like uh, like Futon Teamsmanship Chanting Surname. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a pretty good one. Ottoman Liberty Choir. <laughs> <laughs> you could go by Otto that way. Yeah, could be worse. Yeah. Let's just for the sake of argument, let's make Jillian's last name uh, uh, Rodriguez. I don't know. Yeah, Rodriguez is fine. Sure. Uh, So, how about kayak filibuster Christ? (laughs) (laughs) Kayak. Uh, Oh my god, challenging one. Whoa, (laughs) (laughs) is tippy. Yeah. (laughs) Gosh, like uh, 
storage closet feminism kneeling Rodriguez. (laughs) (laughs) The Liberator teabag scandal. (laughs) Uh, Teabag and scandal are both good. I like kneeling still. Still Yeah, kneeling's pretty great. Teabag kneeling. Teabag kneeling. Teabag kneeling. kneeling. (laughs) Um, School bus abortion abortion. <laughs> I think that's worse than Alien Baby. I think you must. Abortion, abortion. School bus, abortion, abortion. All right, Jillian, we have two. We're going to give you the choice. We have two official names for your child. But how about this? If it's a boy, you should name him Futon teabag kneeling rodriguez that has a continental feel it does and 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 if it's a girl uh you should name her school bus abortion abortion rodriguez (laughs) (laughs) oh sarah that was genius (laughs) so thanks if you guys have any questions for us or other children that we should name uh write us in at the facebook page facebook.com slash read and weep or you can go to our website read-weep.com and uh send us an email That is it for our show this week. Thank you so much, everybody, for being here. Coming up next week, we are going to be watching the sci-fi channel movie Sharktopus, which is about, apparently, a shark-octopus hybrid. (laughs) Hence the shark-octopus hybrid name that they came up with. That's all we know about it. But we know that it was chosen uh, overwhelmingly by our listeners. Uh, If you go to read-weep.com slash suggest, you can suggest topics for us to uh, read slash watch. And you can vote on other ones. So that one was suggested and voted up very quickly by our fans. So we're going to check that out next week. Also, we really appreciate it uh, if you take a few seconds to go to iTunes and review us. Because that is... uh, We're all professional performers in some way or another. And we are not given enough love as children so this is a replacement for our families <laughs> cool all right uh we'll talk to you all next week take care uh thank you so much for being here as and chris as always yeah. yep um hey sarah do you have anything we you want us to plug actually yeah i just started um a job as a writer at groupon and i'd love everyone to read the descriptions of the deals on there because they're hilarious Oh, awesome. Yeah, and if you're not already, if for some strange reason you're not already a Groupon member, you should uh, sign up for the newsletter because you'll get all kinds of cool shit from them. And you'll might, you might get to read some of Sarah's hilarious writing. And congratulations, Sarah, on a cool job. Thank yeah. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Uh, now, that's it. We will be back next week. Take, take care. Goodbye, everybody. Ting, 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 ting. That was vampires having sex underwater. <laughs> wow. <laughs>